Welcome back, y'all, to episode 148 of the Zach Cooper Gave Podcast, where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short-form podcast, as well as entertaining and informing. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Okay, so today I am happy to bring on my beloved wife and co-anchor on the show, Natalie Granja. Also, our number one conspiracy theorist correspondent who is out in the field bringing us new conspiracies, new thoughts, and we just want to go ahead and say welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. My name is Natalie Granja. You can listen to me at Oracle Unfiltered or follow me at Natalie Granja underscore on Instagram. Okay, so today we were bringing Natalie on. Natalie, how is your 2023 year so far? Oh, well, today is January 2nd. It's been great so far. Lots of rest, money coming in, uh, hanging out with family, chilling, easy. That sounds good. Is there anything... Um, you're looking forward to for 2023 more international travel we've been traveling a lot we've taken a break to just kind of be domestic uh, in the last couple of months but I'm ready to get back on the road and head to Europe maybe we'll uh, hit up Asia this year and for sure going back to Latin America hmm. sounds good okay so today we you know, from my corner of the conspiracy theory correspondence, we will be looking at glitches in the matrix. <laughs> you think that's funny? <laughs> oh, I meant to hit this one. There we go. This is what you came here for, people. So we will be getting our glitches in the matrix story straight from the best field evidence the best sources which is reddit okay and then doing a couple steps back obviously if we go into laying out what a glitch in the matrix is you know i talked about this before another podcast we're going to detail about the matrix and how potentially we live within a simulation and we all know what a glitch is whenever there's a there's a moment where something happens that isn't consistent with your normal ideas of what space-time continuum is, etc. So thinking as a glitch is, you know, you're living your daily life and all of a sudden something transitions, you see something change or you wake up in a different environment. So these are kind of what we're talking about whenever we're um, referencing glitches within the matrix. Yeah, like the way that I would look at a glitch in the matrix is that like if we're in a simulation, then the coding within the simulation is glitching, right? So like maybe there's two of the same thing or something disappears or reappears or something like that. Um, You know, this is sort of a trending word that people are using now is like NPCs, where it's like people that like don't live lives like we do, but they're sort of just there as background characters that only appear when we. Which is such a Generation Z thing to say. NPCs being the little bots within video games that are like, if you play like Grand Theft Auto, like the little bot that you're interacting with that doesn't really have a character story is an NPC. Um, 
Yeah. My little brother and sister say it all the time. They're like, not Zach being an NPC oh or not Zach having an NPC moment. Oh, <laughs> oh that's great. Okay, so we will be sh- looking at some stories of people sharing their glitches in the Matrix. And by the way, if you go on Reddit, there's lots of videos and pictures of examples, but we'll just read stories because I think that'll be better. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so I am just going to pick random ones. We're going to be reading this together, so we'll see if this is like a flop or not, but I doubt it's going to be a flop. So this one says, I just held my dead cat and now she's okay. I'm still in shock. I don't know if this is the right sub for what I just experienced. It's 5.04 a.m. I woke up on the couch falling asleep watching Elf on TV. And my old lady, my 14-year-old Siamese cat, was cold and hard. She was dead. I screamed and cried as I clutched her cold, rigid body. I then put her body on my couch as I gathered my thoughts and went to the washroom to grab some tissues to wipe my tears and blow my nose. Next thing I know, my Siamese girl, who was rigid and cold seconds prior, walked in and rubbed herself on my leg cue another scream of joy what the fuck happened i'm glad she's okay but whatever happened almost gave me a heart attack my husband thinks i'm crazy am i crazy i have no more words 1318 people have liked this um top comment down to eight lives, I guess. <laughs> what? The top comment is down to eight lives because cats have oh, nine, nine lives. lives. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, And then it says, update. She has been seen by the vet. All her vitals are okay. Her blood pressure is okay. Waiting for blood work plus urine test. But the cat's okay. Like, it, there's no reason why that should happen. Which, this is where it's really interesting because I think that that could potentially be a dream that she was dead and then alive but with glitches in the matrix you know whenever there's one person experiencing it or two i think would be the best indicator to determine if there really was a glitch because if two people saw something and experienced the same moment then it technically in my opinion holds more weight it'd be like a stronger glitch but here it's like okay maybe she had a dream because if the husband doesn't remember the well cat, the husband wasn't present it's not that he didn't remember well if, like, if the husband like, does the husband remember that the cat died that'd be like the question I would have for them well it happened with all within seconds it sounds like okay here's the next one my strangest moment a timeline jump from when I died the setting the mid 1990s on a rural road in south Mississippi oh wow you know it's gonna be good <laughs> My best friend's dad had a used car dealership. He got in a small convertible sporty car, like a Mazda Miata or something. He and I went on a thrill ride on the back roads of the Pine Belt. There was this one section that was relatively straight, but had a a hill crest halfway. We got behind a car probably going the speed limit, but was too slow for us in that little Mazda. So he downshifted and went to pass. We got close to the crest when other car- when another car came over. 
We weren't a hundred feet from the other car going ridiculously fast. We both yelled, oh shit, and I clenched my eyes shut and braced for impact. There's no way we could have missed that car. I remember seeing the driver's eyes. They were so close, impact was inevitable. I opened my eyes and my best friend had his arm resting on the door. He was singing to the radio. It was a beautiful day, the roof down, songs playing, not a car in sight. It's one of two things in my life I cannot explain. I brought it up to him once a few years ago. We were both in our mid-40s now. He looked confused for a second, and then the blood drained from his face. Holy shit, he said. I remember that. What the hell happened? I brought it up again a year ago or so, and he didn't remember anything. He didn't remember the incident. He didn't remember me asking him about it. Mm. Truly remarkable. Wow, that one to me is way more spookier because if you break it down, obviously they were passing somebody and from the initial experience of what she's saying in a transition to space-time continuum, great Scott, and the head the, the head on collision is what the process is, what she's saying would happen, but then they woke up and everything was fine. Well, he didn't wake up. He clenched, he shut his eyes, clenched, and then when he opened again, they were in a new timeline. But Which wasn't it a girl who asked the man? I thought it was a girl who was riding with the man in a car. It sounds like there's no gender indicated here. Oh, I thought it was... Well, it was two people riding in a car, and obviously... Well, it says he and I, so it sounds like it's two men. That's what I got out of it. Oh. Um. So, I've actually heard lots of stories like this. That they're about to get into an accident, and then all of a sudden the cars disappeared. Or they're, they're literally back on a different road. And, or like hours have passed or whatever it might be. And um, people feel like they actually died in that timeline, mm -hmm. but they woke up in another timeline, which kind of opens up this other theory about, I think the, I don't know the official name, but I think like it's along the lines of like continuous timelines where when you die in one timeline, you're, you're actually awake and you're alive in the other. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, if you believe in the multiverse where there's like infinite amounts of timeline, timelines, which I personally do, you can also theorize that, you know, there's a version of us in, currently, right? Like picture this in a different timeline where you just died, let's say, you know, God forbid, but like, or I just died. And it's like, if we, if these people are on a timeline where they just uh could have died in that car accident they're waking up in a new timeline or they're tapped in shifted into that new timeline but in another timeline right like that same one uh originally you know they they could have been dead right there on impact mm -hmm. so what? is it a guardian angel is it a god is it is it that they actually did die, right? Like, did they get saved and just shifted and, and rearranged and they don't remember? Or did they die and wake up in another timeline? Yeah, it's kind of like, too, when you look at Malaysia Flight 139 mm -hmm. and how that flight completely disappeared. It's like, was that positioned into a different timeline? I saw a TikTok once where it said, like, an algorithm. They put the, they put the information into an AI software system. And the AI software system said that there could have been a potential split in the space-time continuum and that plane actually landed in Beijing in 2050. It was like a freaky 
moment but have you ever experienced any deja vu oh my gosh deja vu for sure well hang on i do want to say that in the comments i'm reading this and and someone goes well what's your second freakiest experience because at the end he said that was one of my freakiest and then he goes on to tell another story so i'm about to share that story real quick it says my first job was as a dj at a radio station yes i know it's a weird first job but that's what i did I worked the evening show from 5 to 9 before I'd put in an auditorium and go home. The station was itty-bitty, as many stations are. It was a tiny building built in the 1920s with only one front door and only one back door. The back door was behind the transmitter, a super loud machine, if you will, and it opened into my studio. I would have to do periodic tower light checks for FCC reports and do hourly transmitter readings, so it was close to the studio. Nobody could get in and out of that back door without me knowing, mostly because it was locked. That's what she said. But because the transmitter led to the studio only one way and one way out, the other door was a front door, which I had a straight line of sight from my studio. I kept it locked since I was the only one there, and the whole station was out in the middle of a big field. Tales of this place being haunted was just accepted. Most people had seen stuff they couldn't explain. I had quite a number of experiences hearing my name whispered in my ear, seeing a shadow of a body in a door frame, etc. One night, whatever it was, super active, to the point where I was freaked out completely. Ceiling tiles from the front door to my studio were pushed up as if someone were walking down the hall with a stick pushing them up. Lights in different rooms would turn off and on. The sink faucet kept turning on. I kept seeing shadows zip around in and out in the corner of my eye. The front door opened on its own. It never had before. It never did again. And when I walked from closing the door back to my studio, a big puff of the scent of cigar smoke hit me in the face and an overall feeling of dread. Normally, when I went off air at nine, I had a list of closing duties I had to do to clean up the station kitchen, get the morning carts pulled up and lined up, get obits and news release uh, stacked for the morning guy, stuff like that. That night, I op- I noped out of there the second I did the 855 station ID. I turned off all the lights except the one that always stayed on in the studio, locked up the front door and got in my car. I backed up and looked inside the front door and I saw the silhouette of a man standing between the front door and the studio. Just typing that, I got shivers. I got home and told my mom what happened. She was all, oh wow, freaky. Anyway, did you do your homework? So I went in my room. I dialed up to the local BBC, what we had before the internet, and was uh, and was writing a friend about my experience. It so I went into my room, I dialed up the local BBC, parentheses, what we had before the internet, and was writing a friend about my experience. It's what happened next that blows my mind the most. The rest could be explained away by an overactive imagination or a really creative prankster, but not this. I can't explain this. I was dialed up in writing, still shaking. I got to the part about the man standing in the hallway. When my modem speaker crackled and turned on, something it never did once connected. A voice came out of the speaker saying, help me. Then the speaker turned off. The connection stayed normal. Nobody picked up the phone, disrupting the data connection. I can still hear that voice today. I cannot explain that voice coming out of the modem. 
I'll never be able to explain it. It's truly one of the two things I've experienced that has no rational explanation. Hmm. So, um, not a glitch in the Matrix, but definitely spooky. Yeah, I mean, that sounds more of a paranormal experience. One where, for some reason, if a spiritual entity is connecting him, he's doing it through electronic electronic devices, which, if there's a frequency of, of a spiritual entity, it would be going through electricity more than likely. Now, I guess how we can tie this back to the matrix or back to glitching is that let's say that guy with the cigar smoking at the studio and he's trying to connect with him saying, help me. Right. What if, you know, this is someone that worked there previously, maybe died there or was really attached to there, but they're they're stuck. Right. So one thing is like the theory of like, oh, the spirits just kind of like living their day, like their death over and over and over again. Right. Until they can find the light. But the fact that this one's saying, help me, it's like they know that they're dead. They know that they're stuck. They're trying to get attention by moving those tiles and they're stuck in this like dimension where maybe they can see everything, but people can't see them, but they need help because clearly they haven't found the light. So that's super scary to think about like how do you get stuck in that dimension i don't know i mean i guess the equivalent the equivalent of that is kind of what we deem as purgatory i mean you're stuck in between worlds we deem as what purgatory purgatory there you go. <laughs> woman let me just talk if i wanted to marry an english teacher i would have went back to high school okay your english teacher would have married you no i but I'm in a more of a joke. Yeah, I think whenever I hear those, it seems like there could be a multitude of things. But, you know, it's like when I think about ghosts in the Matrix, it always says that they were programmed software. But I think if it, there is multiple space-time continued layers or whatever, it seems like it would happen a lot. Like to experience one fluke, but if the correlation is with death... Well, wait, what's the fluke, though? The guy said that everyone knew the place was haunted. No, I'm talking about if the fluke would be like if you experience a glitch. Because a glitch in itself isn't a normal thing. So if you are driving and you go to pass somebody, and as a result of passing them, you think you're hitting a um, another car, then in itself that would be a fluke. It's like, what, what do you think that would be? A glitch in the Matrix. I understand that, but what do you think is causing the glitch? What do you think? Because if it's if everything, well, I kind of gave the theory of some people believe that when you end in this timeline, you just jump to another timeline where you didn't end, mm -hmm. and, and then you just keep doing that over and over and over again. And that's like that movie on Netflix about suicide, where like a guy did research a study and indicated if you like um, when you like he did a study. Where if you die, then you go into the next world. And so everybody just started killing themselves in the current world. To what? Live what movie is that? We watched it on Netflix. I have not watched that movie. It's with the comedian. I'll show. Hold on. Okay. The movie is called The Discovery with Robert Redford. Oh, wow. Do never, you remember it? I've never heard of it. So in the movie, Robert Redford is a doctor who did who discovered like a new way of like living as well as like if you commit suicide there's another timeline you're going into and yeah Jason I've, Siegel, I've never watched it that sounds awesome i could swear we watched maybe i'm having a glitch in the matrix <laughs> that does happen to us quite often it came out in 2017 
I was working a lot in 2017. Yeah, well, we and wa- you were watching a lot of movies. So I, was I swear, we watched like I watched it one time, and then we watched it together. I've never. I would remember a movie like that. Okay, well, that's kind of what the movie's about. It's super trippy. Because you did watch a lot of movies in 2017. I mean, I watched no more than what I normally. No, because I'm saying since I worked nights. And you actually, would stay up to... Well, actually, I played a lot of Madden football more than I watched movies. That was before I got you that. I'm talking about when we first met. And and when you were living at that person's house. Renting that person's house. I'm, I, you watched a lot of movies because I wouldn't come home till like 3.30 in the morning. So, I watched this movie in our apartment in Delray. When, when we lived together there. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why I didn't watch it then. I don't know. I think Maybe I was that proper? I could have swore I watched it. I'm like, I watched it and I think you fell asleep. I've never watched that. Anyway, the point is, let's, okay. I looked up on Reddit simulation theory and just seeing like people's perspectives. This person has a really insightful kind of question and comment. It says, does the simulation theory disprove the existence of a godlike being? I was thinking about the simulation theory, which is that we are all living in a computer-made simulation. I was thinking if it disproves the Bible, Quran, etc., and the existence of a God. My thoughts as a Christian are that if we are in a simulation, then God could be an admin, so to speak. One of the programmers that made the simulation, which was complete control over the, which has complete control over the simulation, figures like Jesus and Muhammad could also be programmers with admin abilities. This would explain miracles, something seen as scientifically impossible to us. The programmers could do whatever they want, kind of like a sandbox game where you control everything, but on a much bigger scale. It's like Sims. We are just programmed to think it is scientifically impossible. However, these programmers must be either living in an actual universe or in another simulation. Either way, the point is there must be some universe that isn't a simulation with the original programmers. And I don't believe that existence came from nothing and that something like quote god an all-powerful being that is beyond science and existence as we know it could exist this sparks another rabbit hole like what made god and so on this is all assuming the simulation theory is real and that is a whole other conversation anyway what are your thoughts and there's a some comments here i mean it's like i guess when i think about the simulation theory and what they're saying um it's really interesting because if, when you are a Christian, you're living in this world to go to the next. So even from a Christian standpoint, it's like, is this world not a simulation to get you to the next world? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, someone was like, if anything, simulation theory is dependent upon there being a god. Like, you can't believe in simulation theory and not believe in some sort of creator. Exactly. I mean, if anything, it gives there's more, more of an argument of a creator based upon that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably a really interesting topic, but I think whenever you look at what he's saying, it'd be funny if there was a programmer named Muhammad and he was like, he's saying that there could be like four programmers. Well, it's like, well, what if like Buddha and, you know, the prophets and, you know, yeah, the prophets, let's say, what if they are just admins 
with some creator rights and when they come in they're performing miracles but it's really that they've got these like admin rights that and that basically this guy was like what if we're just programmed to believe like oh that's scientifically impossible but like nothing's impossible because we're living in a matrix Mm -hmm. which is why my work is all about deconditioning matrix programming and discovering our unique truth and power that lays there as we connect into our divinity brought to you by natalie granja (laughs) um i think it's interesting though i do think that if you are looking at life through the concept of a simulation there'd be there'd be a lot to say there and i think because now we do have movies like the matrix and we kind of live now in this timeline where movies really impact our thought process like when did the simulation theory even become a thing you know did you have Plato even indicating that the Matrix was a thing back in the day? Someone says, it is it is being said that magic slash miracles are indistinguishable from significantly advanced technology. I don't know about that. I don't know, but I think, uh, do you have any closing thoughts or theories? I guess my closing thought is that we certainly don't live like our world is so much more beyond like our 3d experience you know so like to me it it wouldn't be crazy to be like oh yeah there's actually elves and gnomes and all these things that coexist within it with it with us but maybe just in different dimensions i've also heard that planets for example aren't physical places but different dimensions I mean, possibly, you know, we did, we did, I did a podcast too on the Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch, and different things that happen in New Mexico and in Utah, and the Skinwalker Ranch in and in that reservation was on the same longitude and latitude, so there was kind of like this weird connection between um, other universes, it seems like that could possibly be a thing where it just happens maybe quickly, or it is multiple glitches happening, because, you know, it has been proven that there's 14 different dimensions going on all at once so if they're all interacting with each other based on those principles i mean you know it's like who's to say that could not happen you know oh yeah i mean i completely believe in all the different dimensions i've accessed them my clients have i mean yeah and i think when you're accessing them through that aspect you're 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 more it's it's a different concept than it coming into the physical and having it move you physically you know? i mean if you want to look at it from a, also a christian perspective let's say like the holy spirit is not of the third dimension it's coming from a different dimension mm-hmm. and it animates right like the the energy of the holy spirit animates people to i don't know dance or celebrate or sing or speak in tongues or heal doing laying of hands or whatever it might be and that is a great example of how we can move the 4D, the 5D, or whatever dimension into the 3D world. Like, that's a great way to experience it for those who might be of a religious background. They're like, well, how do I make sense of that? Well, for sure, that's it. Yeah, and the thing is, too, is obviously God is of a, of a different dimension. He wouldn't be of this, or, you know, God in itself as an entity wouldn't be of this dimension. Right. Well, okay, kind of leaving there on a deep note. Thank you guys for listening. I really look forward into 2023 
you know, every day is an experience and an adventure. This show is unlocking a lot of stuff internally with me. And I just want to thank you for listening. Natalie, do you have any closing comments, remarks? I just had this thought of like, what if one day our future children are listening to this and they're like, our parents are so freaking cool. I don't know if any parent, any child ever says that until like you're in your 20s. Because, like, you think about even, like, kids whose parents, like, you look at, like, Messi's kid and Cristiano Ronaldo's kid, and Messi's kid, his favorite player is Cristiano Ronaldo. No. And Cristiano Ronaldo's favorite kid's player is Messi. Did they say that? Yeah. So, it's, like, even when you're a kid, like, I don't care who you, like, I think it takes time as you get older. Well, I'm saying, what if our kids are, like, in their 20s right now listening to this, and they're, like, oh, my gosh, like, whoa. What a glitch in the matrix moment. Well, thank you so much for listening. Future kids, if you are listening, please go do your homework and make sure you are. I don't know. What would you say to your future kids? Be a good person. Like, what if we're dead? Yeah, why are you gonna get so morbid? I'm just like, what if we're dead and they're hearing this and they're like, this is like a message from beyond the grave that we can send our future children. Um, Be good people. Move your body every day. Follow your passion. And if you haven't already learned how to make money from that, do that as well. And maybe money is non-existent in the future. I think money will always be existent. Well, receive energy exchanges for your valuable gifts. Yeah, and just remember one thing. Don't you ever touch any of my stuff. Know that mommy and daddy love you. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye.